Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Cheers and welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Sin. I'm being very careful not to spill this all over myself. It's Cinco de Mayo as of the time of recording this, and I have a big ass margarita. Ah, tastes like bad decisions. But welcome back to another episode. Happy to have you all here. Hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, we have a fun filled episode in store for you. And uh, welcome to those watching on YouTube. Uh, you're beautiful. And those listening out there in. Um, I don't know, listening space. I don't. I have no name for it. But thank you for the love on the first bunch of episodes. I don't even know what number we're on at this point. Losing count. But we appreciate all the support. Continue to rate five stars. Continue to share. Continue to like, subscribe. All that good stuff. We appreciate it. It helps move us up the charts and helps uh, get out there to more people and hit more ear holes. But I'm going to quit yammering on and we're going to introduce our co-hosts. Whose birthday it is today? Welcome back to one and only Christian. It's birthday! Uh, hello. Um, for the listeners, uh, it is absolutely not my birthday. But that's Wait, hilarious. what? Thank you. Hold up. For real? No, it's not my birthday. Well, somebody's getting fired. Somebody gave me wrong information. Shit. Okay, not how you want to start the, the podcast. Well, we got a margarita. That'll fix it. Okay, so uh, not your birthday. My fault. All right. Sorry. Continue on. Welcome back, Christian. Hello. <laughs> it's good to be here. All right. So those that are returning listeners or viewers, uh, you know how we start this thing. We started by talking about what we've been reading, watching, listening to, or playing lately. If you're new, this is something we like to kick off the podcast with. It kind of keeps you up to date on what's relevant in our lives and what's going on. So let's get right into it. Let's get uh, into that. Christian, what's been going on with you? What, uh, what have you been into? Uh, well, this past week, I have been watching uh, a show on Netflix called Kingdom. It is a uh, South Korean show. Um, and the reason why I'm watching it, obviously, it was recommended to me via Netflix because they kind of know what types of things that I enjoy. They don't always get it right, but this one seemed to be right on the money. So this show follows a uh, the crown prince. It's in like feudal korea south korea and um the crown prince lee chang uh kind of stumbles across a uh, unnatural plague that resurrects the dead so we got some zombies in here and uh i i, I don't know if you have seen or the listeners viewers have seen any other type of south korean or korean in general uh zombie thriller shows or movies like Train to Busan, or even the show that I recommended the last episode, I believe that was All of Us Are Dead. But uh, this show, um, the zombies are very interesting. So essentially what's happening in here is uh, during the investigation of Lee Chang's dad, like the the king, uh, he's believed to be dead. Uh, his like closest people, including his super, super young wife, who I believe is even younger than the crown prince, because his original mother passed away. Um, she 
and all of her people kind of won't let anybody see the king. So Li Chang knows that the king was very, very sick, uh, deathly sick, and he believes that he's dead. But everybody says that he's alive. Um, so he's trying to figure it out. There is a plan to overthrow the king going on. That's really Game of Thrones-esque. As you can see, I'm super into it for, you know, zombies. You got the Game of Thrones type of backstabbing and whatnot going on. So it's, it's a lot going on on this show. But uh, the other thing I can say is um, the zombies seem to retreat to dark, shadowy areas once the sun rises, kind of like vampires. Like they don't burst into flames, but they go to sleep when the sun is out. It's very strange. It's like they, they, they seem like they are dead, but they'll hide under large rocks. They'll hide under stairs. They'll hide anywhere that's super dark, kind of like like you see like rats do almost when the or, or cockroaches when the lights come on they just scatter right back to the darkness that's kind of how they are uh, but when the sun goes down it's game on and they are eating people it you know it's brutal this show doesn't really hold back when it comes to that type of thing um and it's really really interesting i'd highly recommend it to anybody who likes uh, south korean dramas in general if you like horror if you like zombies check out kingdom on netflix i am like four or five episodes deep it's six episodes per season there's two seasons available to to binge on netflix absolutely watch it the acting is it the acting is hard to judge because it's south korean so i don't really know what constitutes is like really good acting for them all the time um but what i can say is I'm, I'm into it i'm buying it the colors for the show are amazing the color grading is amazing there are some shots in the show that are beautiful there's not a ton of cgi which i really enjoy um personally a lot of practical effects they use cgi when they have to and i haven't seen a lot of it um and and there are some characters in the show that surprise you that you start off hating and then you end up loving there's some characters that you end up loving that you that you grow to hate like there's all that going on so absolutely 100 seal of approval for me check out kingdom on netflix all right so you've been deep into kingdom i'm not gonna lie when you said kingdom i was thinking of um i think it's the last kingdom what was it i think that's what it's called isn't that uh that's a show too on netflix right the last kingdom Alaskan, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I believe that is another show on Netflix, yeah. but this one is just Kingdom. You got to watch it with the subtitles because it's, like I said, it is in Korean um, during the feudal era. So definitely give this, this. This takes place like after a war. I think after the war with Japan. So if that gives you any context to the, the type of period that it is in this piece, you, you should definitely check it out. It's definitely worth your time. You'll, you'd love it, man. It's great. Okay. All right. Um, for me, I have been watching, uh, we started Ozark, the, the finale of Ozark, the, uh, part two. So we've been in that Ooh. and I'm, I'm not sure how many episodes we're in, but we, we started that, uh, it's fun kind of juggling, watching that around, um, dealing with a, a new, well, he's not a newborn now, a five month old. So we've been trying to watch that, but, uh, that's been what I've been watching this week. Um, Trying to think what else I well, I know what I watched Thursday. Uh last week when we were doing the draft, I watched or doing the draft, shit. Doing the podcast, I watched the NFL draft. And I have a fun little story before we get into the rest of the stuff. So, uh the one and only Monster. Monster, if you're listening, and I know you said you you listen, but uh shout out Monster. Monster come over to watch the draft. And so we're all nice. pumped up. Do what? I was just saying nice. I miss I miss him. So we're we're sitting around, we're watching, 
you know, we're getting ready for the draft, eating some pizza, everything's cool, and we're, we're talking scenarios, you know, all this crazy stuff that's going on, you know, people potentially being traded and all the stuff that can happen, and I guess about a week before, I had seen a video of the Tennessee Titans, my team that I pull for, their top receiver, A.J. Brown, um, throw or you know, throwing with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And I was like, that's really weird. Because to my knowledge, I didn't think they really had a relationship. Jalen Hurts was a Alabama quarterback, Oklahoma quarterback. AJ was Ole Miss. Alabama Ole Miss are kind of rivals. SEC thing. I was like, I don't really know of a, a connection there. I could be wrong. Whatever, you know. Uh, there had been contract talks going on with AJ. AJ had been wanting to get paid. The receiver market was nutty. I mean, people getting huge bags. And there was all these weird rumors, AJ going to the Jets, all this stuff, and pretty much the Titans were like, it's not happening, he's going to stay a Titan. So I threw out, with us you know, discussing everything, I was like, what about AJ getting traded? Monster's quote was, shut up, there is a 99.9% chance that will not happen. Okay, so we go into the draft. Draft is pretty wild starting off. Trades are happening, all this stuff. Starts getting uh, close to the Eagles pick. What the hell happens? Monster looks at his phone and says, no shot. And then I'm like, don't don't mess with me. And he's like, I'll be damned. The 99, the thing I said was 99.9% chance. I was like, you're lying to me. Because I, I figured he was trolling. Monster likes to troll. He shows the misses. And then I see the notification. The Tennessee Titans traded A.J. Brown, our top receiver. One of, uh, in the, what, the best receiver we've had in like 20 years for the 18th pick. And the, what is it, the third round number 101 pick. As soon as AJ was traded, within like less than an hour, he agreed, immediately signed and agreed to a four-year extension with the Philadelphia Eagles worth $100 million with $57 million guaranteed. Wow. So, mind blown. We essentially just are one of our best players on our team, arguably possibly even the best player, depending on who you ask. The Titans were like, there you go. So there's all kinds of rumors, and of course people were immediately pissed off. Social media was blowing up. It was probably easily the most talked about thing of the draft. Um, initial reaction, you know, everybody's like after the GM and stuff like that. So found out a little more. Apparently, from what we I understand and reports have come out, AJ stopped talking to the general manager and the coach probably like two weeks ago. He was ignoring them. Said they lowballed him the offer. I think the Titans offered him like $16 million a year with incentives to make it up to twenty. Maybe even some people have said even less. He got $25 million. He had made it known that he wanted to retire a Titan. He wanted to stay a Titan, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, he took the money and ran. Which, I mean, he got his bag, whatever. He demanded a trade, apparently. And when the market blew up, I think he just... Yeah, so... But the Titans took the 18th pick, and they drafted maybe his heir apparent. Uh, we drafted Burks out of uh, Arkansas. Dude's a bigger mm -hmm. version of AJ, apparently. So hopefully he turns out to be good. The dude showed up. Christian, you'll like this. Dude shows up. So first-round picks, a lot of times, the teams will send their private jets to get them to fly in the city you know, to introduce their first-round pick, because that's your money pick. Whoever you get in the first round is usually who gets you know the biggest deals, initially. Yep. Dude comes out of the jet wearing... A white sports coat. Looking good, right? White sports coat, white shirt, some like acid wash jeans or denim jeans or something, and some cowboy boots. 
Oh no. This is a this is a, a receiver from Arkansas. Dude. Oh wow. Dude, he <laughs> looked the part. Apparently, he like I don't know. He comes out. Dude's like 6'3", 226 or something. But he was like, dude. you would not expect it. But he was like, yeah, I like to hunt hogs and go fishing. I was like, okay, this dude's scrappy. I'm, you know, okay. But yeah, so it, it was a wild Thursday and, and dealing with the AJ thing. Honestly, I think, first off, the Titans wouldn't have paid him that kind of money. There's no shot. There's no way they can afford the other players, especially when other players have restructured their deals to accommodate the players they have so they can get money. And the way they're signing, like Derrick Henry, they still get money, like a good contract, but they're not breaking the bank on one player. AJ's deal that he was wanting would have broke the bank and we wouldn't have been able to keep anybody and it would have just invested too much in one player. This way, we have like three, four years before we have to pay Burks if he pans out. And yeah. Titans also got... Potentially the top quarterback in the draft, everybody was hyping up Malik Willis in the third round. People were saying he could be a first-rounder. Titans got him in the third round. He could be the future quarterback. He could be a bust. We don't really know, but in the third round, you know, pretty good value. So I wanted to go on a little rant uh, about AJ. It sucked initially, but after thinking about it and the money and stuff, it's like, yeah. You know, good luck in Philly. Good luck with Jalen Hurts, all that. Apparently Jalen Hurts was with him when he got drafted. I didn't know that. So maybe they did have a relationship before, but yeah. There's my rant. Watch the draft. Watch the Ozark. Don't have much to say on it. I don't want to give spoilers. If you like the show Breaking Bad, kind of jumping around here, I'm like a little pinball. If you like the show Breaking Bad, watch Ozark on Netflix. I will say that. Uh, I'll definitely say more once I finish it um, and kind of give a little time for people to watch it before I start dropping stuff. But the other thing I've been watching this week was something we've been hyping up and we've been discussing in the last five weeks prior and that would be moon night so that's our first topic of this uh episode christian do you want to do you want to go in on it are you ready for some moon night banter yeah i am but before i do that let me ask you a quick uh sport ball question mm-hmm. sport ball yeah how do you feel about um just athletes in general do you believe that athletes get paid too much money do you think that's a thing um, Ooh, that's a, that's a touchy one. Um, I mean, athletes make a lot of money. I mean, I understand it's a complete lifestyle. Like to be a professional athlete, these people have been playing most, most of the time since they were young, all the way up training, constantly working at their craft. And I definitely think they should be compensated. Cause I mean, you, even when the season's over, you have like a small recovery time. Like I think, was it? Some football players have like a month maybe. And then they're back to training. Like, it's not like the season's over. I'm just going to go goof off. At least most of them don't. Um, I think the contracts are getting crazy, though. Like, athletes are getting paid more than people that protect our country. You know, like that. People that risk their lives. And granted, yes, I know anything can happen to an athlete. I mean, freak accidents in football. But I don't know, man. Like, what is it? Patrick Mahomes is making, like, it's like, how? what's his deal? Hold on, I'm Googling. It's like. 10 years, like half a billion dollars or something. It's dumb. Like how ex- like much money they make. And then football players, their money's gaudy. A lot of it's not guaranteed. That's the thing though. Like you may get a five year, whatever deal, but like with AJ, 57 million is guaranteed. Even though his contract said a hundred million, he's only guaranteed 57 million of that, you know? So, I mean, 
The guarantee money's big. Baseball contracts on their hand, that stuff is nutty. Their contracts are just stupid. Um, so is leaning towards a yes or a no on that one? Uh, I mean, Mahomes' contract features 141 million in a guaranteed. Uh, wait, 141.428 million in guarantees over 12 years, including a 63 million signing bonus. Uh, it's five hundred and three million dollars is how much his total ten year contract is worth. Um, they're getting so crazy. These salary caps, man, they're they're getting really crazy. I mean, that what are you gonna do with that much money? You know. So, but then again, I don't I know. know I don't know all the facts. Like, do so if you get hurt with a team, I think. Say okay. Say you signed with the Titans, Christian, and you went out and you fucked your knee up. I'm pretty sure the team pays for that. I would think. I know it's different for like WWE. I feel like they're independent contractors, WWE is, and they have to, like, if they get hurt, they're paying for it out of their pocket, I believe. I think they have doctors there. They can do initial things, but like, if you have to go have surgery and stuff, I think that comes out of your own pocket. Yeah, they, they pay for their medical stuff and, and most travel out of their own pocket. But, like, those are different types of athletes. I mean, like, athletes who play, a, like, a sport ball, like a ball, like football, baseball, basketball. Like, Mark, essentially wondering if you think that they get paid too much money. Because my answer to that question is absolutely. I know a lot of people say the same thing that you just said, which was fantastic for me as an arguing point, because – You'll say things like anything can happen and they get little rest time and they're always training and blah, blah, blah. Apply that exact same mindset to a visual artist. So let's say somebody is drawing a comic book, right? They're drawing a comic and you don't get a lot of rest time. The comic comes out, uh, let's say, what, what, twice a month, right? Uh, depending on the, what, what the comic is. So it comes out twice a month. Sometimes you get monthly issues. Sometimes you get weekly issues. So it just depends on the comic. So let's just say this is a bi-monthly, I'm sorry, let's say this is a monthly comic. So that means you have to have all, all of the interior pages. You have to have all the pages, all the pencils, all the inks, all the colors done for a comic. Most of the time you get a penciler, you get an inker, and you get a colorer. Unless it's more of an indie project um, where you have a, a penciler and an inker who are the same person or even all of the same. Or if you have a writer and, and, and artist that are the same, like Jeff Lemire tends to do uh, the writing for comics and then also turns around and does the art as well. So you get paid whatever the salary is for that. You have this coming out all the time. You get little rest time. Um the same is for mangakas as well. So if you're Japanese and you're doing a Japanese comic, which is typically called a manga, you do that. That comes out once a week. You get even less time to rest with that because those pages have to get approved. And if there's any changes, you got to make those changes, blah, blah, blah. So you're doing that. You get paid whatever your salary is or you're getting paid per page, which isn't a lot. And then let's say this comic gets picked up to be a, a movie or a TV show or a video game you don't get any of that money as the artist who who essentially did all the work making this comic come to life with your art, right? So you get paid. So here's my question a, for you in comparison. How many people do you think see that art on a weekly basis? 
How many people do I think see that art? Thousands of people see that art. Thousands of people see that art. Um, the only reason why there are less people seeing the artwork for a comic book than, for an example, watching a football game is advertising. You don't really have so I think company that, that goes a big part into it, though. You think about the average uh, regular season broadcast last year for NFL game is 17.1 million viewers. That is a lot right. of promotion for teams cities, companies, commercials. And then, of course, it's going to be higher. Like, if you put the Jacksonville Jaguars out there, unless you're a diehard fan of the team, I don't know what their average was, but you're going to have a less of an audience unless somebody wants to see Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. But if you throw a Patrick Mahomes who's getting the gigantic contract, pretty much if he's playing any matchup, people want to see that quarterback because he's an elite quarterback. That's why he's probably – it's more a worth of what he's bringing to the team you know, talent-wise, yes, but like also, you think of the revenue that's coming in from him. If seventeen million are averaging, how many people are buying jerseys, Patrick Mahomes stuff, Chief stuff? That's revenue coming in the team. So I mean, that's gotta be a huge factor, I would think. You just said, think about all the people buying jerseys. All right, cool. Think about any movie coming out right now that's comic books. Why do think, artists uh, not get credit for movies? Should they not get royalties? The artists hardly get anything. I, so, I would have thought they got royalties. That's weird. Like, I would I think mean, if like, you were a creator, like you drew, say you were the guy, you Christian drew Batman, right? You are you and whoever, Billy Bob the third, come up with Batman the story. Like he wrote the story, mm -hmm. you did the art, right? I would think, do you not trademark it as artists? I don't know how this works, but if you come up with it and it's your baby, Anything that gets made Batman from then on, would you not get some kind of royalty from that? A lot of the times it comes down to whatever the company is that is publishing that comic. So, for an example, if you are getting your art published for a comic that you drew for Marvel, you are not making anything off of that. You can draw a character, make a character entirely for Marvel, and it's their character. They have that, that they have the royalties to that character. Marvel, the company is making money when that character goes to the big screen or the small screen or when they go to the video games, when they go to the, the merch that you sell. So like all of the merch that you buy Batman wise that's for DC. And then if you're doing Marvel stuff, anything you buy Marvel, the people who like drew the shit, they're not making money off of that. That they're not. Like that's going directly back to Marvel. That's why for the Spider-Man movies, for an example, their deal was Sony makes the movie. The movie comes out via Sony. Disney, however, which is Marvel, they make the money based off of the merchandise. And if you think about it for comic book movies, on average, every three people that go see a comic book movie. I think it's five people. I might be lying to you on that. So we'll say five. Every five people that go see a comic book movie are probably wearing a shirt or a hoodie or a tank top or a wristband or some shit like that, a backpack that is merch from the movie that they're going to see, from that Marvel film that they're going to see. So that means all of those people that went to go see Spider-Man Far From Home and bought merch and bought the the fucking movie and all this other shit like marvel gets the royalties to that the all the toys that parents bought for their kids all of the backpacks that they got the folders for school the pencils the pens that all goes back to marvel they make money off of all of that so marvel is making 
bank off of the merch, which is what we were just talking about. So to to go back to the initial question, do you think do you think uh, athletes make too much money? My answer is absolutely. Do I think actors make too much money? Absolutely, man. You got actors who are out here that won't even read a script unless their contract says that they will make over this billion dollars, right? So do so they, the artists just get a buyout initially? Like whenever they're picking up your stuff, you just get an initial buyout and then as you do work, you kind of get a like a a sum of money then and that's it. Like it's done. Like here's the art, here's the money done. Transaction over. It, like I said, depends on the company. I think the company from the last time I did the research, the company that pays you the most for the work that you do, especially if you're making characters for them, uh, uh, characters that are popular anyway, uh, I think is image. They give you the most freedom with that stuff. Now, when you work for Marvel and DC, there are things that you can draw with their characters that they won't even look at if they don't match the guidelines that they send you. But um, but to answer your question, artists get paid shit. Athletes and actors, they get paid the most. And it's for entertainment. But when you're reading these comics, that is for entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and the other way I can describe that is just to lean into the the merchandise even more. So think about, for an example, think about Batman and the people who draw Batman who don't really make any money doing the art for DC, make your you know drawing these characters, but DC makes hella merch or hella money from the merch, like all the toys, the statues and shit that come out. Like Prime One Studios is a very popular uh, studio that does comic or you know, statues for different mediums. And uh, there are so many Batman statues that are coming out all the time. Um, but the people who drew that stuff, they don't really make any money off of that. They might get some shout outs and stuff. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But are they making the money? No. So I think that a lot of the money that goes towards other people uh, doing entertainment as well, like actors, like athletes, they definitely get paid a hell of a lot more money than other people who are actually putting in work as well to do the stuff to make these characters happen. So uh, that was supposed to be a quick question that turned uh, into... Do writers get paid more than artists? Writers get paid more than artists? I do believe so. Um, I, I can't confirm that right now because I don't have the information in front of me. The last time I checked, the answer for that was yes because you, you need writers for everything, right? If you don't have a writer, then there's usually no reason for you to have an artist because there's nothing for them to draw because there's no script or whatever. But yeah, normally uh, writers get paid more and they can also churn out uh, scripts and whatnot a lot faster than you can hire somebody to draw you a thing, right? So um, yeah, they typically get paid more. That's just how contracts work. Um, but like I said, don't take my word for that because I can't confirm that right now. I don't have the information in front of me. And then there's usually multiple artists, right? You have one person that may sketch them and, and like draw it up and ink. And then don't you have like someone that inks it and then someone that colors it? Like in there various yeah. ones for different things? Yeah, that's what I was just saying earlier. So you have writers, or I'm sorry, artists who, who specialize in different things. So uh, pencilers for comics, I mean, pencilers, inkers, colorists. Um, it's, it doesn't always work that way, but typically if you go get a comic book, you'll see within the first couple of pages, um, usually there's four, three to four names on it. You got the, the, the writer, you got the artist, and most of the time the artist is, the, is, is broken up into the penciler, inker, colorist. And then you also have letters too, for the people who put, actually put the words in the comics. That's a whole nother job in and of itself that uh, isn't as easy as it seems. You don't just throw words on a, uh, on a screen. So 
on a page. So yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into making these comics and the people who do the work for them don't really make any money. So hmm. definitely. Okay. All right. So now that we got on a Christian rant, we need a sound clip for Christian rants because it's easy to get him on them. Now that we've been a Christian I mean, rant, Moon Knight. Mostly for you. What? Question on me. <laughs> do what? What was that? That was supposed to be for you. You didn't even answer the question. And then it turned out to be me giving you more context. And that turned into a whole thing. But, so but Christian like rant, said, we got you. Because you got, I, we got you tilted on it. That's about like me saying, you know, Daenerys sucks. It's easy to get you pushed over the edge where oh you start spiraling. All right. Well, Moon Knight. Let's, let's get on <laughs> Moon Knight. You know, we could go into other stuff about, you know, never mind. We'll just. Now we're totally going to Moon Knight. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Moon Knight. Let's hear it. Okay, so Moon Knight, we watched the season finale. It's it, the season is over. It was called the series finale, then they had changed that to the the season finale. So we're probably going to get a season two, but it's not confirmed yet. The episode was called Gods and Monsters. Uh, so I liked this episode. I didn't love it, but I liked it, and I'm going to explain why. One. Uh, Mr. Knight in this episode was a lot better than he has been in literally every other episode that he's been in. Agree. Moon Knight's always cool. Uh, he's always out doing his thing. He's always using his crescent darts that come from his chest. Like that's really cool to see. Um, I, I've, I've been into it. I've been into it. Um, let me talk about the things that I liked first, and then I'll get into the things I didn't like. So, like I said, Moon Knight was awesome. He's always been cool. Mr. Knight was way better. I do like them reworking the deal for Kanchu once he resurrects them after uh, Lila does what she needs to do. Um, so that was really cool. I really enjoyed seeing Mark turn down the field of reeds. That was, that was very emotional. He turned down the field of reeds and went back to... Um, went back to Steven, you know, and he, they were both going to be essentially trapped there forever. But, you know, there's a MacGuffin there. He gives him the heart and then they can both go back. And then uh, they get saved by, uh, what's her name, Tatouette? They get saved by her. So that was really cool to see. Um, and then and then they go back to the land of the living. I really liked all of that. Um, I really liked Layla's uh, costume when she becomes the Avatar. That was awesome. I loved everything about that. Uh, she looked fantastic. Um, the, the actress was really selling it. I even liked her when she was, you know, doing both of those characters, like we've been seeing uh, for for you know Mark and and um, and Stephen the whole time. I really enjoyed seeing all of that. That was really nice to see. I liked the cameo that we got at the end, but I also hated it. So I'll get into that later. Um, things I didn't enjoy. Thing. Oh, one other thing that I really liked. I loved Amit. I didn't I didn't think they were going to show her. I thought that they were going to find a way around it to not show her to us. And they did. She looked amazing. She was very fierce looking, but she was also very sensual in her face. Very pretty, but also very terrifying. I loved that about her. Um, I, I loved her voice as well. Like, I, I that was another thing. I really, you loved really, really liked her I mean, if you got dreadlocks, it's usually like a yes for me. I'm into it. But I really did really, really, really enjoy like what they did with the character. Now, things that I didn't enjoy. I did not enjoy Layla's character constantly being like, no, I'm going to do this by myself. I don't need your help. Uh, that was really annoying because like, how are you going to do it by yourself? Be because we are doing this your way, Mark was shot twice in the chest. He got 
clapped because of you, because we, we were doing it your way. So your way isn't the right way. Uh, I didn't like that Mark decides as Moon Knight that he's not going to kill Harrow because in the comic books, man, Moon Knight would have just would have just killed this guy. Like Moon Knight will kill people. That's the whole point, right? He's like Batman, but not Batman. He will kill you. So I didn't really like that he decided not to do it. And, and for what? When you get to the end of the episode, it didn't matter anyway. So that was really annoying. Um, I didn't like that it kind of turned into a giant kaiju battle with Kanchu and uh, Amet. Like that was also very annoying. As soon as she started swallowing souls, for lack of a better term, and she was getting bigger and bigger, I was like, okay, we're going to have a giant kaiju battle. Like that's a trope that I don't really care for. It kind of felt like an episode of uh, Power Rangers at that point. So I really, really didn't like that too much. And then, dude, Kanchu was so weak. What is happening? Like, I understand that Ahmet was, you know, eating all these souls and, and all these fresh souls, which is why she was so big to begin with. But when they first fought, she was just throwing Kanchu around like he was nothing. And I was like, dude, are you powerful or not? Like, what's happening? I know that you just got brought back, but she also just got brought back. Like, come on, what are you, what's happening right now? So it's really hard for me to take him seriously, seeing him get pretty much beat up so much. That was annoying to me. I, I, I just didn't care for that. Um, another thing that was really getting on my nerves, man, was um, it was the, okay, so the Jake Lockley, let's talk about Jake Lockley. So I really liked that we got to see him, but the way in which we saw him was kind of annoying. I do like, instead of him being a cab driver, he's driving a limo, but the limo says Spectre on it. So like, shouldn't it say Lockley? Like, wouldn't that make more sense instead of saying Spectre? Like, I don't I don't really understand why that was the thing. I mean, I, I was clever, but like, why? I don't like that at the end of the episode, essentially, they kind of make it seem like, well, like there's a time skip, but they don't tell us it's a time skip. So if you don't know about the character Moon Knight and how those comics typically go, you could be very confused at the end of the episode when he wakes up in his bed and it's just like the first episode, but there's two fish in there. Cause you know, people watch it and they're like, wait, what happened? Was it all a dream? Did I just watch this whole show and it was all a dream? And it's very clear moving forward that it's not that everything happened and he's going back to, to normal, but like where the, where the hell was Layla? She was just missing. So like, if everything's going back to normal and they're no longer a slave essentially to Kanchu, then wouldn't he be staying with Layla? Cause Layla is his wife. Wouldn't they cohabitat the, or cohabitate, excuse me, the body like that, that, those parts just didn't flow well. It didn't make sense. It seemed very rushed at the end. And uh, the biggest, like, the biggest miss for me in the entire episode was there was no freaking werewolf by night, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, like I, I couldn't, when we didn't get Werewolf by Night, I was so pissed, dude. And I know we talked about this on the last episode. Like, we want Werewolf by Night. He should show up at the end. They should uh, talk about the Midnight Suns, give us a cameo about that. And they didn't do any of that. So that was very annoying. They really just, like, gave us a quick, quick ending, but also left it super open for season two. And that, like I said, that just seemed very, very rushed to me. So it wasn't a great episode. The best episode of Moon Knight was absolutely episode five, the penultimate episode. That was fantastic. That was the best writing. That was the best acting. That was the best pace. It was, it was amazing. Like I would give that episode a 10 out of 10. And then you get to this episode and I give it like a seven. 
Like, how do you go from that to this? It just, the, the, it was just weird. Um, but like I said, there were things that were really cool. I didn't hate the episode. I didn't hate the show at all. It was very interesting. Um, them sealing uh, Amet into Harrow's body forever so that he could just be killed. You know, I, I got that. Kanchu's still, uh, he, he's still in control. Like, he obviously lied to them. He obviously still has one of the personalities, which means he has them, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's nice to see. I really did enjoy seeing that. I thought that that was clever. Um, it wasn't like new, like everybody who's been paying attention at all saw that coming. So, you know, it wasn't like a shocking moment for anyone, I assume, um, just because like I said, it's it's been there the whole time. Um, but also like just watching the episode and seeing how, things progressed and how they seemingly wrapped up there was just a lot of questions out there a lot of lot left to be desired they definitely could have showed us some other things they definitely could have tied up some loose ends for us um but like i said overall i really enjoyed the episode just not as much as i hoped uh the show in its entirety is great but like as for all of these marvel shows it is definitely a show that would benefit itself by being binged so if you hadn't seen any episodes of moon Knight, and then you all six episodes are out now for you to watch and you watched all six episodes i bet this show would be fantastic i bet you would love it nothing would get on your nerves all of layla's stupid decisions probably wouldn't even bother you because you watched all of it you'd have to wait you know seven days to get back to her making dumbass decisions so it would have been great um, and don't get me wrong, anybody listening, like I love strong female characters. Like I love it. It's it's fantastic. And I think that they showed her as a strong female uh, character a lot in this show. They really did. The only problem is she didn't need to be a love interest. She didn't need to be Mark's wife. She didn't need to be so upset about her dad uh, dying all of a sudden and then when uh tatuette is talking to her about her dad being in the field of reeds because she took her him there she just kind of like oh really just lets it go like you were so stuck on this like literally 30 minutes not even 30 minutes ago because if, we, if we're looking at the the sequence of time mark getting killed and then her meeting tatuette that was like what five minutes past if that so shouldn't she still be super pissed off that her dad is dead and, and and how that happened. And then when Mark comes back, she's like, it's all good. Don't even worry about it. But then we don't even see her anymore after she has this kick-ass superhero costume and scene. Like, are you going to actually be a temporary uh, avatar or not? Like, give me, give me that information. Tie up those loose ends for me. Uh, that's what I wanted to see from this final episode. And I believe this is actually like the shortest episode that we've had out of all of them. So like, that's kind of telling as well. Like, like, like I said, it just seems like they needed to wrap this stuff. They needed it to be over. They needed to move on to the next uh, Disney Plus show. And they did that. But like I said, all my complaining aside, I did like the show. I did think it was good. This was a good enough final episode. And I'm ready for season two. I highly doubt that we won't get one after what we saw in this. Like they just completely set that up for that. So I'm just waiting for that announcement. All right. Um, first, I have one question before I go in. Is yeah. she an avatar or anything like that or have any kind of abilities like that in the comic? She is not a character in the comics, so no. Okay. So I 
still don't like her. <laughs> and I could care less <laughs> about her being an avatar. And that has nothing against anything. I just think that was thrown in there. Like, I was like, why the hell does she have powers now? Like, I get the god was giving her powers, Avatar, and all that stuff, but I was like, okay. And she's, you know, flying around with all these abilities and stuff that she knows how to use right away, by the way. She just knows how to use everything and has great instincts off the bat. Just saying. Um, I think the episode was rushed really bad. I felt like it started, and bam, we were in the thick of it, and then it was done. And then it was like, wrap up, credits. And it, I think it was like a 30-something minute episode, which is maybe in 40. It, it was much shorter than the others, though. It was the shortest, I believe, of all of them. Um, I agree with you. The episode before was better and probably the best episode of the show. The show as a whole, I really liked. I did really, really like it, and I really enjoyed watching it. And like I've said many times, I've looked forward to Wednesdays. Um, I don't know. The There were so many things. I'm very disappointed about Werewolf by Night, obviously. Or Blade or anything. Mm-hmm. Any mention, any of those showing, hey, this is going to be moving forward towards this. Would have been nice. The Jake Lockley reveal, everybody knew that was coming at some point. They've been teasing it for weeks. Kind of a weird reveal. It was nice, like you said, that he is a driver since you said he's a taxi cab driver in the comics. So the fact that he's that. I feel like he's way more ruthless than any of the others based on like when Moon Knight blacks out. At one point when, um, what is it? He's about to, he's getting stabbed or whatever, right? And he blacks yeah. out and he wakes up and like everybody's dead and stuff. I don't know. I wanted to ask you about that. Is Lockley that ruthless? Because I feel like that's more of a Mark Spector thing, being a mercenary, than it would be Lockley. But I could be wrong. Because I feel like Lockley's just kind of like. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. That was something else that I was going to complain about, but I didn't want to like seem like I was tearing the show apart. But absolutely, that's not who Jake is. So he seems more like an informant. Like he's on the ground level informing you. He's a taxi grab uh, cab driver, getting like information and all that stuff. Exactly. That's that's uh, what I've it, got from what you've told me. Again, I haven't read the books, and then the show is pretty much my first Moon Knight content I've consumed. So, but that was my understanding from what I've learned. Yes, that's correct. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know why he's more ruthless. I guess that's why they were saving him. Like, hey, this is the, you know, the card up uh, conscious sleeve he's been having all along. Like, yeah, you guys can figure out what you want. We can make the deal. But I still have Jake, who is the most brutal of the bunch. Which, whatever, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I did wonder about the Spectre thing, too. And I, I pointed that out when we were watching. Because I was like, that's kind of weird. He's driving a Spectre car. I don't know. Also, one other thing I also kind of wondered... Um, he's driving a really nice limo. And initially, like my first thought, I was like, wow, is this what, um, Stephen Grant should have had? Like, this is something Stephen Grant should have been rolling around in. Yes, absolutely. And so I was like, is this, is Lockley going to be like the billionaire chauffeur or something? Like I'm, I'm confused. I mean, that's what it seems like at least chauffeur to Conchu, but they have changed, all of the characters' personalities drastically for this show. Uh, the easiest way I can describe that is by giving you this example. Do you remember the first two Thor movies? Do you yes. remember those? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how Thor was in those movies? He was pretty serious and cracked some jokes every now and then because that's the Marvel way. But like, he was pretty serious and people didn't really like it too much. You remember that? Right. And then when Thor Ragnarok came around, they completely changed Thor's entire personality and just made him funny as balls. You remember that? Yep. 
they completely changed the movie style too. I feel like it was more lack of better terms, like a guardian vibe, like humor and music and like eighties feeling or retro ish. Absolutely. So that's exactly what happened. They, that is a formula that they used that worked and they're continuing that with everything. So all of these characters are very, very different. Like when you see Mark Spector take off or, okay. So the, 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 the mask of the suit kind of forms around his head, like, like an Iron Man mask almost, or, a, or Peter Parker's old Spider-Man mask. Like that's how it does in the show. But in the comics, that's not what happens. His, his, his costume isn't bulletproof. He doesn't just tank bullets and stuff. He's like Batman in the sense that he, if he gets shot, bro, like he he shot. Like <laughs> that's pretty much how that goes. There's there's probably some armor in there and stuff, but like Conchu, like I said, Conchu's whole thing is resurrection. He can just bring Mark back if Mark dies, so it's fine. But Moon Knight isn't just Mark Spector. Moon Knight is his own thing in the comics. Mark Spector is a personality. Jake Lockley is a personality. Steven is a personality. Moon Knight is a personality. And Mr. Knight is also a personality. So in the show, they just kind of like have this grand amalgamation of all these characters and they keep what they want and they take away what they don't need so it can have the same kind of formulaic, uh, you have that same kind of formulaic experience that you've had in all the other successful Marvel movies and shows. And like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on that because obviously it works and I've enjoyed quite a bit of uh, the material coming from this, but it is a difference. So, no, you are not incorrect in, in your assumptions there. That's that's okay. absolutely right. Um, trying to think of what else. Uh, I did like how now – I kind of called it like you kind of saw Steven get his balls in the previous episode. Like he finally figured out, hey, we're the same damn person. I can do what Mark can do because we're the same person. And he kind of like figured out, and he definitely, like you said, Mr. Knight was much better. He's still not, I would say he's still in his infancy of hopefully what he will be, and I'm hoping he'll be more what you've described the comic is like. But the transition between Moon Knight and Mr. Knight now in the final episode was really cool. I like how they could just transform, like switch and talk, but it wasn't like, Switch, oh, I'm really goofy. Okay, funny time. Ha, ha, ha. Switch back, Moon Knight. Okay, kick-ass time. But I think it was better now, like that uh, communication kind of deal they had going. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like all I've done is shit on um, Layla. And don't get me wrong, she looked <laughs> cool. I got a Wonder Woman vibe for some reason from it. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I just feel like, okay, the love interest thing... I just never got into it. It's not necessarily anything against the actress or anything like that. I just feel like, kind of you said, Marvel does that. They have to have a love interest. In the grand scheme of things, she was so far down the list of stuff I cared about watching the episode just because I was more interested in the progression of Mark and the progression of Steven and the progression, you know, Moon Knight or can we find Jake, uh, Harold, all that stuff, I, the, the all the gods and that lore and all the stuff and figuring out the past. Like, I was more engrossed in that than oh, my dad, we're married and stuff, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, and really, I don't even know, other than her freeing Khonshu, like you said, like literally probably her whole sole purpose of the whole show, I didn't really feel like she added much to me because 
Egyptian knowledge, just ask Stephen. He knew all that stuff, you know? And so I also don't really know why I can't think of that God's name that she got the powers from the being on the avatar. I don't really know why she joined the fray, I guess just to help out. But even then, like you said, it, they just kind of like, okay, cool. She has power. She can, now she knows how to do everything. She can do all this stuff. Awesome. What, but what now? Like, are they making her a hero moving forward in the universe? Or is this like, you're an avatar now. Sweet. Here, you have no powers. I'm done. All right. Deuces. I I, I don't I mean, know. Really, I, that was kind of weird. Um, yeah. The fight was okay. Final. I think the final fight was okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I expect Moon Knight to be a little more brutal in parts. And I feel like he's not always... I don't know. I feel like Mark's starting to get his ass kicked a little more. Um... I wonder what they're going to do moving forward with Jake. And I'm, is he just going to bounce around between, or is he just going to take over Moon Knight? Surely they're not going to give him his own version of the costume. I don't know what that would be, how they would do that. But surely they're not playing that because there's been points where he's actually Moon Knight, I hope, I think. I mean, and he just beats the shit out of people. Right. So I'm not really sure what they're doing with that. Uh, it'll be interesting. They definitely left it open for season two. And I think the director said he wants to do more, and he left it open on purpose to do more if they greenlight it, which I don't know why they wouldn't, because I feel like it has been pretty successful. Um, but yeah, I felt like when the episode ended and they did all the stuff, I was like, sweet, we got Jake. I was happy we finally had Jake. A little weird how they did it. I felt it was really rushed. We both mentioned it was like, wow, it's over? Like, that's it? I just feel like... You built up five episodes to that fight, and that fight was over and kind of forced pretty quick, and that was done. Yeah, like they 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 flew up in the air, need each other, I believe, and then they fought on the ground, and we got to see it wasn't long. Between. Like they were done. I mean, that's true, and uh, I know there was a complaint like why why does it take you know not only Moon Knight plus Mister Knight plus whatever Layla's superheroes hit name is she's probably it's the scarab or something like that i'm i'm assuming is that a person um, from the her. comic there is a scarab character in the comics it's not just the scarab it's something scarab i forgot what it is but like i said layla is not a comic character they made her up for the show so yeah uh, no scarlet idea. scarab Scarlet. yeah that sounds about right. uh, moon knight director reveals layla is the scarlet scarab yeah that that sounds about right so there you go. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that yeah, 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 that's yeah. You're you're right on that. But um, they'll probably like bring her back in the next season if you know people really liked her character a lot, especially like with the costume and stuff. If people really liked it and are cosplaying it and they're buying merch for the character, then they'll bring her back for sure. It just depends on how much money she makes because money talks and bullshit walks. So, so apparently we'll she is Marvel's first Egyptian superhero. Yeah, she says that in the episode to that little girl. So, there you go. I guess that's... But still, I mean, okay. If she's actually a character, she might come back and it might be some relevance to it. That kind of helps a little bit. I don't know. I mean, me... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that was rushed. If you were going to do that, couldn't you have maybe... Because there's really no relationship between her and that god, was there? Like, well, granted, Conchu, I guess, didn't really have a relationship with Mark either, but... Conchie's just kind of like, I mean, they, my avatar? 
the, the gods take you as an avatar because they need you in order to like okay be on earth in a, in a physical in a physical way because remember you know Kanchu couldn't do much he could change he's the the god of the moon right so he can change the day to night and whatever and he can make he can blow wind really hard he can make stuff move sometimes he can you know but other than that he can't like physically do anything to you he needs an avatar to be able to do things to you so if he judges you as a sinner for something that you've done and you need to be taken out then he needs his avatar to do that so that the same rules apply to each god and because they sealed Ahmet's in in because they sealed Ahmet into Harrow at the end of the episode that is why um they were they could have just killed Ahmet that is why Jake Lockley kills uh Harrow at the end of the episode because Ahmet's still sealed in there she's not unsealed you know nobody did that so now she's effectively done she's out um i do think that that was uh, uh i mean obviously we couldn't do it because chadwick boseman is sadly passed but when they met the ennead and even in this last episode when certain characters from the ennead show up like that was a perfect example perfect reason for them to bring black panther into the episode because he is an avatar he is an avatar of the panther god best so they definitely could have done that um, like I said, I know that he's he's no longer with us, so it's harder for him to do that. So I understand why they didn't do it. But with that said, um, if you notice, all of Amet's powers were were purple, and they looked exactly like what um, you would see Gosh, in the true. Avengers film for, for um, Black Panther. That's because Black Panther is the god of the dead in the in the comics. Like, there's a reason for that. Like, that is one of the powers granted to him. By best. So if you, you know, like I said, there's a lot of interchanging things going in there, but they don't take all of that from the comics for reasons. Like I said, I understand that that man is is no longer with us. And that's like the saddest news that I've gotten from Marvel ever. But um, there are so many things that they could do that they choose not to do. And it's the same Thor situation. You know, Thor starts off, he's really serious. It doesn't make any money. They make Thor really funny. And then he makes all the money. So like all the Thor stuff moving on, it's really funny. And then also if you that notice Thor like for the win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like look at the the look at all the other movies. The most movies that people normally get in the Marvel Universe are three, right? But Spider-Man, he's got three, but he's in other movies, so it feels like he's got more, right? Thor, this is his fourth film getting ready to come out. Doctor Strange has his second film coming out, but he's been in five films. The Benedict Cumberbatch, he already said that after this movie, he's going to take a quick break from acting. He needs a break. He wants a break. So, like, they're losing a lot of people. That's why they keep introducing a whole lot of younger characters to keep the train moving, right? But back to Moon Knight, like I said, it was very rushed. The last episode was was nothing compared so to So, I, I want to throw it to you. Now that you know she's the Scarlet Scarab, does that help her for you any in the episode? Does that, like, raise her stock? Because I will say, it makes no. me feel a little better knowing that she's an actual character. Like, this is an actual character they had before that... I mean, I guess they... It's whatever. Like, like I said, I'm not crazy about what she added to the show as far as her story and the writing. The fact she's an actual character is cooler than them just being like, oh, here, a god's given you, you're now an avatar. Congratulations for an episode. Like That helps me a little bit. Um, I don't know much about that character, really, so I don't know... Yeah, but I mean, it does help a little bit knowing that it's actually a character, not something they just made up for the show. Why does that help you? I don't know, because she's 
I didn't really care for her stuff in the show. And I feel like you're just like, here you go. You get a power too. Like you've had this love story. Mark was there when your dad died. You're sad, but you love him. But you and Steven have a weird relationship. Now you're a superhero. Congratulations. I don't know. Like I don't know. it helps it a little yeah. bit, but it, still at the point I I don't I don't know. I don't really care for her character in the show. Yeah, it doesn't for me it doesn't change anything. Well, it her didn't fix like still- her progression. I just the fact that it is a character. I thought going in when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, so they're just going to give her superpowers now." I thought this was just Marvel being like, "Here you go." You know, like you're like you said, we didn't know if she's going to be it after the show. It's just here you have powers at least for what, 10 minutes or however long she had them in the show. But now that I know it's a character, it makes it a little better, maybe, that they gave her powers for that time. Because I'm assuming they may use her in something else if... I don't know. Well, I'm glad that did something for you. Like, she's effectively the exact same character to me. Like her, like I said, her costume was awesome. Uh, her being an avatar was really cool. I liked everything about that. But her character itself, still very annoying. Still yeah. very... And it's not... It's the character. Layla's character. It's the writing, just, how they are putting her in there. Pretty much is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, man. Those are my right, man. Uh, you got anything else to add to that? Um, I wanted to back what you said about um oh my god. Um the other god, the one that's eating all the souls. Matt? Yes. Uh I thought I was surprised that we actually got to see see her. And she looks awesome. I wanted to back that. That was cool. And yeah, it was like a giant kaiju battle. You're right. And Khonshu got that ass, was getting that ass whooped. He was. It was hard to take him seriously, getting beat beat up yeah. so much. You're all big and bad, and then you're up there just getting beat down. Come on, vengeance. Step it up. All right. That's all I got. I understand. When, when it was the end of the episode and they were giant kaijus, I understand why Khonshu was losing, and it's because Amet just ate like what a however many souls that she just so she was supercharged yeah so that that made a lot of sense but still though man it it was it was just crazy because i mean conchu didn't win any fights that he was in conchu you gotta step it up if you want to be scaring people just saying seriously all right so what you got next for us since we went on a whole moon night thing uh my last little bit today uh i wanted to talk about the obi-wan trailer okay um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, they finally gave us a full-fledged Obi-Wan trailer. I've been calling them Obi-Wan just because it's funny. But, uh, yeah, I watched the trailer last night after watching uh, the finale to Moon Knight. I know that it's going to be another six-episode season. I know that it's coming out the end of this month, which is the 27th of May. Yep. And uh, there are some things about the trailer that I wanted to touch on. Okay. One, like, obviously we knew Ian McGregor was coming back to be Obi-Wan, so that's fantastic. Uh, we knew going forward that Hayden Christensen was supposed to be coming back as as Vader, not as Anakin. So that's really cool. But we get to fucking see him in this, and that was really cool. I really enjoyed uh, the little tiny little clip of Vader that we got. But um, going into it, man, like the Grand Inquisitor uh, that we see in the uh, in the trailer, he looks a little bit different uh, than he did in the teaser trailer that we got. So it sounds like uh, Marvel and and Disney and all of them they kind of heard. They kind of heard our nerdy complaints because people were complaining about how he doesn't look like he's supposed to look. And then they changed him a little bit. So he looks a little bit more 
like what he should because he's not human. He's a different species, right? So it, it looks a lot better. But I'm super, super, super fucking excited to see the Inquisitors in this show. Um, the Inquisitors are pretty badass. They're not as cool as Vader, obviously, but they're really badass. So I cannot wait to see them. I don't know if you know anything about the the Inquisitors by chance. Do you know anything? No, not them? much. Okay. Um, so quick rundown on what they are. Um, the Inquisitors, are they were Jedi, just like Anakin was before he was Vader, right? So they were Jedi who turned to the dark side, and uh, they used to be ruled by Darth Sidious, um, just like Vader, but Sidious essentially gave them to Vader. Like, they are his, his they are, he is their master, is essentially what I'm saying. So they, they report to him, everything that they do goes directly do, through Vader. The thing is, Vader doesn't actually really like the Inquisitors. He thinks that they are beneath him because they aren't Sith. There can only be two Sith at a time. And right now, we know that the only two actual Sith that exist are Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. That's it. Um, and the only the reason why that is, in case you don't know, is because there's two Sith because there is one like master Sith, essentially, and then he has an apprentice. So Vader is the apprentice of Sidious. Therefore, there's only two of them. So if one of them dies, then there can be another one, blah, blah, blah. So Sidious trains um, the Inquisitors enough. And then if I don't know if you've read the Darth Vader Marvel series, the comic, uh -uh. but it's fantastic and you should absolutely read it. It's fairly new. Uh, it just started, what, a year ago, maybe two years ago I'm on that. I'm, I'm wrong on that. I think it's two years. But either way, the series is fantastic. It's all about Vader and it takes place directly after him becoming Vader. So the first arc is him trying to find Padme. He still super fucking hates um, uh, Obi-Wan, which is why the one of the sisters i think her name is eighth sister in the comic i'm sorry in the in the show the trailer that we saw she's like you can't escape him obi-wan all that she's saying that because of vader like vader wants obi-wan dead 100 because he believes that padme is the reason or he he believes that obi-wan is the reason why padme uh betrayed him which isn't true he thinks that's the reason why she's dead because anakin knows that when he left padme in episode three she was alive and then Sidious tells him when he fully becomes Vader after he's all burnt crispy and he looks like, you know, really bad bacon. And then they put him in the suit to become full ass Vader. Sidious tells him that she died and it's Anakin's fault. Like he accidentally killed her or whatever. Right. Um, and he doesn't really believe he believes it, but not really. Like he, he, he doesn't think that that's exactly what happened. It just seems too convenient, which is true because it's not what happened. She died because she had a broken heart after she had Luke and Leia. And uh, the only people that know that are Obi-Wan, uh, Padme herself, and then I think the droid that helped deliver the babies who they destroyed her memory core or whatever. So <clears throat> the whole thing with the Inquisitors is that Vader trains them. He's super hard on them because he doesn't really like them, but he's using them because that's what his master told him to do. And they can't be Sith because there's only two Sith, which I've already explained. And they're badass. The Inquisitors don't fuck around. Uh, they have those spinny blade lightsabers that are usually double-sided. So they get the two-blade thing going on. Kind of reminds you of uh, Grievous, I believe, from episode two. So like all of that, and three. So all that's going on, it's really cool. But like I said, Vader can absolutely take them all out. And he's done that in the comics. If you read those, which you absolutely should be. So I'm super excited for that. I'm super What's the name of that comic? That's it. Just Vader? I, 
just called Darth Vader. Like I can look it up for you real quick, um, but I'm pretty sure it's just called uh, Darth. Okay. Uh, Vader is my right favorite. Now. Vader Anakin's my favorite Star Wars character. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and it, it is. It's called Darth Vader. Um, I believe it's called. Hold on, let me let me just look it up so I don't lie to you because I don't want to tell you wrong. I'm pretty sure it's just called Star Wars Darth Vader. Yeah, it totally is. It's called Star Wars Darth Vader. It's by Marvel. It's fantastic. They're up to like issue 20 something, 25. Okay. Yeah. So it's really wide in trades right now. Trades should collect like six to eight issues a piece. There should be like three trades. So yeah, you're good, man. You can totally, four trades, sorry. You can just buy those. They're like, you know, 14, 15 bucks a piece. You can probably find them on Amazon for like $12. They're totally worth it. The artwork is fantastic. The covers are fantastic. The story is really, really good. I've been reading it online. I should actually collect it. I just don't really collect Marvel stuff anymore. But Vader is rightfully my favorite. I mean, I, I want to say he's my favorite character, but also I don't know. Like there's other characters that I really, really enjoy that don't get a lot of spotlight when it comes to Star Wars. But if I had to choose a main character as a favorite to be Vader, like how can you not choose him? He's fantastic. So um, like I said, read that comic. I can't wait for this show. It's going to be six episodes. I'm assuming they're going to save the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. Do I don't, episode. I feel like they didn't meet though, but until like, what is it? Um, Whenever they they fight, whenever Obi Wan's old, I can't remember which one. That I mean, is. That's, the that's the original continuity, right? But that's been changed for years, right? And there's a lot of old Star Wars lore that got thrown. So out they have and, met since he became yeah. Vader, and before yeah. Vader ends up killing him. Exactly. Okay. Um, but I mean, I figured they would I, just because I, people are going to want to see Obi Wan and Vader go at it again in some context. Yeah, man, it'll it, it's got to happen. Like that's a promise that they can't like not give us. So I'm fully expecting that to happen. But you have to remember, like I don't I don't know how versed you are with Star Wars, but nobody knows that Anakin is Vader except for Sidious and Anakin, right? So like nobody knows who he is. I think Ahsoka finds out um, later on, and we see that in Star Wars Rebels. I want to say, but like. Yeah, nobody fucking knows that he's Vader. They all think that Vader is a brand new person that just showed up and literally murders people. So he won't know that Anakin is is Vader. Like, nobody knows that. So very f precious few people know that. So um, that that's why it's so scary, because Vader literally shows up. Essentially, what I'm saying is, if you see Vader, you're probably dead. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, and there are people that he spares for sure. Like he doesn't kill every single person that he meets because, you know, he's evil, but he's not like a total POS. But if you see Vader, if he ignites his lightsaber on you, you're fucking dead. That's that's it. Rogue One. Dude, I had to rewatch Rogue One after watching the trailer. Well, we watched it and uh, Solo for uh, yesterday. May the fourth be with you. Um, I just Rogue One, which was a good movie. Rogue One was good. But my favorite part and the part I look forward to the whole movie is the Vader scene at the end where he just goes ham and just destroys all of them. He's just walking through people like it's nothing. And it's showing how strong he is. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly who Vader is in the comics and all the old lore, which is no longer canon. So, like, yeah, man, absolutely grab that. The artwork is by Greg Pak, I'm pretty sure. P-A-K is it how you spell his last name. He's fantastic. Um Absolutely. Just read Darth Vader. If nothing else, read that. 
it'll it's definitely worth it. All right. Well, we were hyped about the trailer as well. Of course, uh, Star Wars fans excited to see um, him back as Obi Wan and Hayden Christian back as Vader. I'm still assuming Vader. I mean, the only thing I can think of, obviously, he's going to play Vader, but I think there's going to be visions of him as Anakin at some point. Maybe nightmares or something Obi Wan has. We'll see. Uh, but the Obi uh, Vader lighting up at the end, you know, them kind of putting him together, and then the sounds and stuff. Got me super pumped for that. So I'm sure we'll be breaking that down episode by episode as it comes out. Uh, like you said, May 27th, I think, is when it starts. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped for it. That'll be fun to watch and go over. All right. Well, yeah. you got yeah. anything else, sir? No, that's everything, man. I'm all talked out. You're all talked out. All right. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you have anything you would like us to discuss and go over, is there any topics you would like us to uh, give our opinions on or debate over, please feel free to send them into our socials or the Sipping Within socials. We would uh, greatly appreciate it. As well as last call questions, which is what we are to right now. So be sure to pass the whiskey. Oh, yeah. Christian, I know you like a good whiskey. Let's see. What is today's question? All right. Question comes from the one and only Big X. Big X says, balancing stream life and personal life. Oof. Um, <clears throat> as a content creator, that can be very tricky because um, pretty much in this industry, if you're not live or you're not putting out content, that's a chance for a viewer or someone else to go somewhere else, right? I mean, essentially, if you're not live and someone's looking for something to watch, they can find someone else and then they could go there instead of being with you. Um, for me personally, I have tried to do the best I can. Uh, I've been married for years now and now we have a child, so... Definitely family life. Um, I do get fussed at pretty frequently. I will say that uh, for being on my phone, for working on something, being on social media, doing something pertaining to work because it is a never-ending job. Um, I try to set a schedule and adhere to that so, like, they know these hours I'm working, I'm live. Like, I'm at work. I'm not really here. You know, and I try to have some kind of schedule. That way, whenever I'm done, it's more... Like, whenever I finish this, I'll be with my family having dinner and stuff like that. It's more that time and then trying to set an off day and trying to keep that an actual off day instead of working, which I'm not always the best at. I'm sure you're probably not either if you're asking this question. Um, is this trying to keep that that schedule the best you can? Um, it's very tricky, and there's definitely that FOMO, you know, whenever you're not live or you're not creating. And you can see dips in numbers just – you know, no streaming is peaks and valleys, and you just do what you can, and you keep on. And uh, like I said, the schedule is probably the best thing because I mean, she has her work schedule. I know she's working, you know, Monday through Friday or whatever. And then I have my schedule, and then it's like, okay, so this time or this time is kind of our time. And I may be on my phone, and she may fuss at me, but I try not to be the best I can. That way, I'm present with them, or we plan to go do something with family or something like that. Um, Christian, what about you in the art aspect, balancing personal and, uh, work? Um, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, also a loaded question. It is definitely difficult. Um, I spend a lot of time drawing in my office area by myself and my partner doesn't necessarily like that all the time, but she does understand. Um, I try to spend as much time with her just hanging out and talking as I can. Sometimes I'll have her come to the office while I'm 
working so that we can talk, but it's not the most comfortable because it's kind of set up for me, not necessarily for her. So I get it. Um, but what I can say is uh, weekends, I tend to just leave the weekends open for her completely. During the week, it's a little easier for me to get away with, you know, doing so much artwork uh, or, or research or whatever, even, you know, shooting episodes for the podcast because it's a work week day. You know, it makes more sense. But the weekends, like I said, those are, that's her time. Um, I don't typically do any artwork on the weekends. And if I do, it's because she has something going on that, you know, revolves, you know, that causes her to be away from me anyway. Um, even even something like grocery shopping, like that's her time, right? So I don't get to like hang out and, in my office and and play lo-fi hip hop and draw on the weekends while she's grocery shopping because I am, that is her time. So uh, a scheduling definitely does make a difference, but also understanding that you can spend all of your time honing your craft, getting better, doing more things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that time is well spent. True. So, you know, you have to put your t the most of your time into the things that mean the most to you. My artwork and my relationship with her mean the most to me. So I do have to do my best to equally divide those. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way. And I totally understand. But that's when having good conversational skills comes in. You know, we're, we're able to talk to each other. If she's feeling frustrated with how much time I'm spending doing something else, she can always let me know. She can always talk to me. We can figure it out. So that's nice. And we are able to actually sit down and have those conversations without somebody getting upset or or emotional about whatever the situation may be. So it's really nice to have somebody like that. And uh, it makes my life and work a lot easier. So I appreciate her for that. Um, and like I said, the schedule's big. I have Sunday is my off day, and I do my best to not really play games unless it's with her or whatever. Usually that's like a family day. We'll go see her family, or maybe we'll do something around the house, or we'll just hang out or grill or whatever. Um, I have changed my schedule to give more personal time. Um, I was working when she would get off. I would eat with them real quick and rush, and so we would have no time because I would watch my son all day. And then I would eat with them real fast and then go live. And then she would just be with my son. So we weren't really having any time together. I took the change to start waking up super early and go live. And then in when she's kind of starting her day, like her first meetings and stuff, and then watch my son. And then we have that evening. Um, we have kind of compromised that where I go live for a couple hours on TikTok, like three days a week. Um, nothing long. Pretty much I go live until like it's time to eat dinner and then I'm done for the night. Uh, but just doing those compromises and trying to like see what works, you know, best to be able because you need a personal life. You got to have downtime. As much as the the streaming industry and content creation is demanding, you definitely need that downtime. It, it's needed. If not, you will burn out in a hurry. Um, I've seen, I've burned out before, so I know it's definitely needed. So make sure you have time off. You know, just mess like experiment with time slots and schedules and see what works for your family and set aside days just for them and just unplug from everything because it, it definitely helps and it goes a long way um but that's a really good question thank you so much for uh, giving that hopefully that helped and gave some insight if you want to talk about it more feel free to dm me and we can we can discuss and try to you know help you out but uh keep those questions coming either through our social media or sinister or sinister oh my god sipping with sin social medias i need food i'm ready uh but yeah that's gonna do it for this episode thank you for tuning in thanks for hanging out and thanks for being here and uh, as always, be sure to subscribe, like, rate five stars. The podcast is available every Wednesday at 8 a.m. 
on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and many, many more, as well as the video version is on my personal YouTube. You can just go to YouTube. I am Sinister, and you'll see it every Wednesday at 8 a.m. You can also find me across social media on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff at I Am Sinister TV. And, of course, TikTok, I Am Sinister TV. We go live over there in the afternoons, um, usually like Monday through Wednesday. And then, of course, I stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings on Facebook Gaming, fb.gg slash I Am Sinister TV. And then Friday and Saturday mornings on Twitch at I Am Sinister TV, twitch.tv, I Am Sinister TV. And then you can find the Sipping With Sin socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Sipping With Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N, with Sin. Christian, where can the lovely folks find you and uh, come see your beautiful face, even though it's not your birthday? <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Vin and Ink. That is V E N A N D I N K, Vin and Ink. Uh, those are the only places you can find me currently because social media is very taxing on the soul. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, keep reaching out, giving us questions, giving us uh, sinister tales and all that good stuff. We love to hear from you guys. We love to converse with you guys. And uh, keep spreading the word about it. Let's keep growing this audience, and we appreciate you all being here. But that's going to do it. That's another episode. And uh, it's time for Christian to do his do the damn thing. Christian, close it down for us. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Hit that smashed like button and like. You guys know what to do. Don't get good at it. (laughs) That's the way we end the damn thing. See you guys next time. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.